Disclaimer! This computer radio program contains coarse language and references to adult situations. Listeners are advised to put the little ones to bed before listening. This computer radio program also contains spoilers up to episode 5 of the dub of 91 Days. So if you are not caught up, you may utilize the newest invention from Dub Talk Industries, the pause button, to put the program on hold until you are ready. Views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be held by the Dub Talk crew as a whole or any other organization participants may belong to. And on a more personal note, this episode contains multiple errors in cast listings. The 91 Days episode crew returned two weeks after the original recording to record a postscript to correct these errors, but in order to maintain the humor, integrity, and flow of the episode, many were left in as is. I, Roots of Justice, as host of the episode, was not as prepared as I should have been, and therefore hold the responsibility for these errors on my shoulders. As such, I feel the need to apologize for them. I will be taking measures in future episodes I host to prevent such errors from happening again. You, the listeners, deserve better, and I will strive for as long as I contribute to this show to do better. Please, enjoy the show. Greetings and welcome to Dub Talk, the show where a bunch of nerds get together and talk about a recent dub announcement or review a recent dub. Today the Dub Talk families have gathered us four souls to discuss the CD underbelly of Funimation's fall simuldub season. That's right, we're talking 91 days, i.e. the show that came ever so close to winning the student council election arc, but still ended up securing the honorary slot of anime episode. I am your host this evening, Roots of Justice, and my associates are as follows. Hey, yo, what's good? Cousin Andy here. We are here gathered together under the house of Chartmaster Roots himself. And there was a particular part of this arrangement that I feel was left neglective on the fact that this is a joint partnership, a marriage, so to speak, between Funimation and Crunchyroll. Both of the families have come together to not get in each other's ways and are doing their own businesses while not infringing on one another's turf. May their first child be a masculine child. Speaking of masculinity, Mr. Hardy, Don Hardy. That's Don Hardy to you, I'll let you know. Yeah, they call me Spaceman Hardy. They call me Papa Hardy. They call me Spaceman because I'm a man who takes up a lot of space. But you can call me, call me whatever the hell you want. Just don't look at my daughter and don't try to take my stogies. Call him anything you want, just don't call him daddy. Oh, I may not be your dad, but I'll be your daddy for sure. Anyway, who are you? Me? Are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. You're the only one here. I've been always here. My name is Sneebs Von Trollington. Some of you may know me as Mr. Canadian Maple because I bring the sweetness to people's lives. I here have been invited to this fine arrangement to discuss this new dub that is coming out of our fine friends at Funimation Studios. And I feel, why not invite me? I am intelligent, articulate, 
and I'm good for a laugh. But, so yeah, but look, saying everything. <laughs> you look less like Canadian in maple tonight and more like bootleg maple, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh! Alright, boys, we gotta get this thing rolling. Alright, start us off. I got a little plot description for you. 91 Days is a Prohibition-era tale of a strapping young lad named Angelo Lagusa, who, after witnessing the assassination of his entire family, goes into hiding to plot his revenge. After reaching adulthood, he takes on the name of Elio and joins up with his former best friend, and now bootlegger, in order to infiltrate the powerful Venetti family to murder those responsible from within. Of course, his plan does not go entirely smoothly, and he runs afoul of the arguably more powerful Orcos, threatening a war between the two in the process. And then there's the enigmatic hitman, Fongo, who has ambitions of his own. Can Avilio bring his family's killers to justice? Or will a budding friendship with one of the men involved get in the way? I think you were raging a little bit on the spoiler territory, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you may want to lay off the spoilers unless you want to get real familiar with the color of your brains. The only spoilers I oh, want to be I'm talking about are the know. ones I'm going to be ramming that bitches headed who was shit-talking my girl Kyoko the other day. You know what I did? I went up to that fucking bitch, grabbed my 22, smacked him in the fucking face, and I was like, I swear my fucking mother, if you touch her again, hey, 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 Andy, 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 Andy. All right, all right, all right, all right. Enough with the waifu rage. Please, can we just get down to business here? I'm on a tight schedule. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was channeling my you good old be. Ray Liotta Goodfellas, you know what I'm saying. My apologies. We gotta talk script right and direct here. Exactly. The show must go on, and you know what they say. And you know what? In this particular category, I believe my foresight came true. What about you, gentlemen? Yeah. Uh, I, they, I only chose one guy, and I picked... I, got, I won all my horses. All my horses came in. Forget oh. about it. Oh, really now? Well then, on what horses did you happen to be ordering such a weird hey, result hey, there, hey, mister? Hey, 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 we gotta talk to Roots first. Let him give his, give his own opinion. Opinionate right, away, right. mister. I didn't have anybody for script writing, because that's kind of hard to predict these days. But, as for director, I, um, I ended up picking Jeremy Inman. Because of his roles in such dubs as Heroic Legend of Aslan and <clears throat> and Heavy Object, where accents are pretty heavily involved. Yeah, He's a budding well, young fine gentleman who's been dipping his feet in the waters. Yeah. Well, guess what, Roots? You was the only one who was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Look at this schmuck. Yeah. Yeah. My horses didn't come in this time. Everybody would knows it was going to be Tyler Walker. I mean, you're a schmuck. Why could you think it was Tyler Walker? Only he could get the accents down like like him. Everybody's favorite, Joe Bacchano. Don, Don, might I, might I take the floor and explain this particular situation? If you would, do sure, so, sure. so. <clears throat> Gentlemen, a couple of years ago, circa 2009, I want to say. I could be wrong. Well, no, wait, wait. Circa 07. Yes, yes, that was the year. A certain title by the name of Bacchano hit the U.S. shores and became a smash sensation. Now, this was animated by Brainspace, a studio no longer around, and many of its former talents 
moved on to a new venture in the form of Studio Shuka. Shuka. Whoa, 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 it ain't dead yet. Shuka. A lot of those talents are now working on 91 Days, which is in and of itself a mafioso-era type show similar to vein of that of the famous Bacchano series. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. the ADR director for that particular series who worked and trained to study the New York dialect, so to speak, is Mr. Tyler Walker. So, we all figured he did... He, sh he struck gold with Bacchano. We hoped he would make a nice little reunion, or at the very least would step his feet into the world of the bootlegging business once again. So what other things has this Walker do guy done? Roots. Oh, well. You, you really don't want to know. Uh, He's done... I mean, legally season, done. He worked on... <clears throat> last season, he worked on a little show, you know, called Zales of Tes... Uh... Zales of Tesmeria. <laughs> I heard of that one. Zales of Tesmeria. Last season. You sound pretty cross right there. He worked right on a there. little show that we call... Tales of Zesteria, the X. The Cross. Say it right. The Cross, sorry. Tales of Zesteria, the Cross. The Japanese don't and like the X's. Spring, what can in the spring, say? he did three colors, three leaves. It's quite a different course, departure. Oh, yeah. But, of course, he's probably best known for a little dub for kind of a short show called Fairy Tale. Mm. I like reading some fairy tales to my baby cousins, you know what I'm saying? They like mm -hmm. that stuff, especially the part where that Urza girl takes out her nice titties, you know what I'm saying? Wait, I mean, I like that part. I don't let them read that part. Andy, 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 cool your jets, cool your jets. Seriously. We're talking business here, not pleasure. Right. And now in terms of scriptwriter. I... Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Must we? Must we. All right then, carry on. Carry on. Scriptwriter for this this show, 91 Days, is none other than J. Michael Tatum. Uh, He's kind of a regular at Funimation. There's a name I did not Working on such things as Attack on Titan, both the anime and the live action films, Assassination Classroom, and Garo the Animation, particularly his second hand. Now, Jeez Louise. I'm sure everybody who has hosted an episode that J. Michael Tatum has done scripts for, has kind of an opinion on his work. His writing belongs sleeping with the fishes. And you know, I, I since this is the first time I'm hosting an episode that he's doing scripts for, I believe it's time to put my two cents in. Hell, give you ten cents, because your two cents is free. <laughs> what, ten cents? I got twenty. You want twenty? I got... 40. Put your sense in there, my man. If you had any sense at all, you wouldn't be doing this. You'd be getting your business done elsewhere. Can we carry on? All right, boys. All right, all right. Um, in any case, J. Michael Tatum's script writing, in my opinion, kind of suffers from uh, the opposite of what I, I'd call the Goldilocks syndrome. You really can't find that just right feeling. It's it's either too heavily localized, too faithful to the original Japanese, which leads it to be a bit stilted. Sometimes jokes get glazed over. So what you're telling me is you were not a fan of Steins Gate, and it's dubbed. 
Is that what you're saying? No, well, no, 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 no. Steins Gate was the exception. No, no, no. Okay, actually, hang on. I'd like to dip my feet into the waters a little. I think I... Feel free. Feel free. Get wet. Yes. Oh, who says I came to this without being a little moist, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I like this kid. All right, all a right. little balls deep in your waifu's ass, are we? <laughs> I've got another story. I got another story about being balls deep in a waifu's ass. All right, all right, But that's another right. story for another time. That's all I'm saying. Ooh. Don't end up like Mr. Weep, kids. Be responsible, adults. Ooh, Carry on. <laughs> Are you saying you can't keep your guard up? I'm, when talking business? I apologize. Sweet fancy Moses. I need Jeez. to get my point across. I wanted to go off a little on the Goldilocks syndrome he was mentioning, where there are a lot of dubs that this man writes for that sound very good and for the most part can work very well, but there's always some little indis... indis... <clears throat> there are little discrepancies here and there, so to speak, that kind of keep it from being perfect to being very good, so to speak. And I feel Steinsgate was one of those. Same thing with Attack on Titan. Some are worse than others. I've had rants about a couple myself, but I always feel that there are some that are very good, but are extremely good, but never quite reach perfection. And I would personally say that 91 Days comes very close and it's really good, but it never quite reaches perfection, though I do think a lot of the New York dialect and the slang actually works in this particular story's favor. So, it's mm. close, but no cigar. Close, but no cigar. Thank you, Don. Yeah, nobody now, better be taking my stogies, that's for sure. Don't no, worry, I'd like Hop. to stress Don't that worry, Don. I got my own stuff I do still right. have a lot of respect for J. Michael Tatum. Oh, yeah, he's a made man. Part, he's a good actor. Writing. He is a man I have a lot of respect for, and I think he does very talented, stupendous work. I just have a lot of critical perception on his way of doing things every now and at the end. But I'm going to tell you this. He makes one more script like Free Eternal Summer... Them boys ain't gonna be the only ones swimming. <laughs> I think I've made some peace with him in regards to Danganronpa 3 over a lot of my own Danganronpa biases. I ain't got no biases about Danganronpa. Because I got Though good I taste. Do... Oh, you wanna, fight me? To say you wanna that... fight me, my man? My Canadian bootleg motherfucker? You think you come to my house? My store? Alright, alright, alright. Now, I do have to say that in my opinion, the 91 Day script writing does kind of lean a little too heavily on the Prohibition era terminology. It doesn't. It doesn't bog things down too much. Are you thick of something? It's it's trying. This piece was made in the spirit of we are going so balls to the wall realism here. Why would saying it sticks too close to the? to the nature of the of the natural dialogue is completely nonsensical to me. Of course it would. This is a but show that's... that is made without artifice. It is a show that is made without any fantastical elements. I don't even know what fucking demographic they're carrying this to, whether they're trying to rope in Fushoji with heartbroken bad boys, whether they're trying to rope in historical realists. I don't fucking know. All I am saying is that this show is aiming for that naturalistic, realistic vibe that you cannot find outside 
of works of this era. Mr. Canadian Maple. And I do not see why you should complain. Mr. Canadian Maple. I, I, I think you make some what? valid points, but I'd personally say we save our final thoughts for this project as a whole towards our finale, so to speak. I think soon enough we need to wrap up our thoughts on directing and script writing and then move on Very to well. the actors of this little play. Very right, well. Right. I will hold my peace. And the directing's directing's pretty good. And in fact, it segues into our next segment. In particular, in particular, certain cameos throughout the series toward Tyler Walker's other Prohibition era project, Bacano. <laughs> right, right. There the are a lot. <clears throat> there are a lot of subtle references made to not anyone. Short-lived. There are a lot admit. of subtle differences. There, there's made in 91 days toward Bacchanal. There's a returning ensemble of playwrights and players to the stage once again, just playing a different part. It's right, a right. short-lived experience, though. <laughs> in more ways than one, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Now please introduce these characters and invite their performers. In particular, Angelo's parents, who are, of course, murdered in the first episode, are played by J. Michael Tatum and Caitlin Glass, which, if you've watched Bacchano, you would know as Isaac and Miria. They finally got to achieve the one thing they couldn't do in the other show. They Death. got whacked. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I'm pretty sure Myriad knew her way about whacking Isaac off, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh! Oh! oh. oh. Alright, alright. brother and sister, what are you talking about? <laughs> were they brother and sister? Now, I thought, they were, I thought they, were, they were married. They were not brother and sister. You get that... Eh, you get that terrible... Either, out, I don't think. Get that terrible thought out of your brain, Snapes. Oh, I'm sorry. Uncle Maple, whatever you call yourself these days. That sounds very slimy. Now, speaking of slimy, get more to drink. speaking of slimy, wasn't there a very slithery member of this ensemble, so to speak? Oh yeah, there's this guy Serpente, right? He He's just voice like a fucking sleazeball vagabunda. Yeah, a real snake, if you ask me. But... Do not talk about slippery members in front of this group. That's all I'm saying. We're gonna get to some oh. distracted enough as is. Hey, I got my slithery member right here for you, buddy. We're getting... We're talking all business, right, man. Alright, alright. We gotta talk dub here. Okay, keep it on topic. Capiche? Capiche. Are you talking to me? Capiche. Yeah. Well, this slippery bastard, his name is Serpente. He's voiced by Jason Liebrecht. If you remember... Jason Liebert was the voice of Luck Gandor in Bacchano as well. And also in that second episode, got a guy, they don't even give him a name. He's just some rum runner who ends up unfortunately getting himself a little bit of an extra neck pack, you know what I mean. Yeah, they make a Pez dispenser out of him. Who happens to be played by Joe McDonald. Whom, if you've watched Bacchano, you might remember as a certain character named Jacuzzi Splot. Jacuzzi Splot, a.k.a. the manliest, most badass, kind-hearted, sexiest motherfucker, and the true hero of the Bacchano universe. We gotta warn people about the rail tracer. See, I gotta thought... warn that young conductor. I thought Fero was much more of the protagonist type. Fero... 
Firo. It's a story with a lot of heroes. Firo's hey. girl was cold. Not as cold as the last guy who crossed a guy like that. You know what I'm saying? Now, can we move on? Now, it takes a little while for the references to come back. It skips episode three for the most part. There are some characters played by Bacchano alum, but <clears throat> mostly incidentals. Now, there was a hitman named Gato. Bit of a tall glass of water. Played by Chris Rager. Now, you did not know this until previously, but Chris Rager was also the voice of Gustavo, who was a real schmuck in Bacchano. He was the one bad guy that everyone forgets about. The only reason uh, I yeah. even remembered him was because of Mr. Chris Rager himself, who has such a surprising vocal range that I never mm -hmm. quite knew of because I always knew him as the acclaimed Hercule Satan. Yes. Now this Gringo Gato, he kills another sheriff in that same episode. And that sheriff just so happens to be voiced by the one and only Brian Massey. And of course, we all know who <laughs> Brian Massey played at Bacchano. <laughs> Best oh, character lad. ever. You better not argue with me about that. He just wanted to have. Oh, I me. have no intention of arguing. Hey, hey, hey! I came to get. I came to murder, and I honestly am having such a good time right now that I'm mad that you're trying to kill other people while I'm not here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just gonna be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you. The star is here. Thank you. Fuck you. The star is here. What's going Guns. on in the Donnie cut? Who's killing who? Is there blood? I have to see. Things are starting to get exciting. Guns. <laughs> I love guns. Machine you know, guns. The upsetting part is we really don't have much to really add on these particular characters. Most of them are fairly one note or get axed off before you really can get the time to know them. But we just wanted to point this out because we appreciate the effort of Mr. Uh, Mr. Walker going the extra mile and going the extra angle to add these former Bacchano alumni, whether they be intentional or otherwise. We think it adds oh. a lot to this particular oh. Now you Oh, see, wow. Oh, this... wow. He's recasting people who are already on the Funimation stable of standard voice actors. Oh, wow. He's reusing people because they can fit into a, a various dub that just happens to have cinematic themes to cross over with Bacchano. Truly, it must be some great cool great mastermind work please there's only so many funimation voice actors kicking around hey, hey, there's hey, like hey, 400 hey, of them hey, 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 i don't appreciate hey, hey, that sparky tone you foreign bastard well excuse me for being a canadian with common sense values and not thinking that there's some grand scheme behind everything and excuse me for coming from the country that kept your weak asses supplied with alcohol hey, hey, all hey. throughout the 1930s. Oh. You watch you watch your Canuck mouth or I'll we'll clean it out for you. Oh, you think you're better than me because you're intellectual and smarter than hey, I am? Hey, 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 I think hey, I'm hey, better hey. than you. I think I'm better than you because during the 1930s, when the rum running age was prime, Labatt's breweries supplied alcohol to the American states and shipped them down the river. 
because it was not legal to sell alcohol here, but it was legal to manufacture. And that means we sold it across the river and that you, American fine fellows, were able to keep your whistles wet and happy thanks to Canadian beer and Canadian whiskey. And you should be grateful you know funny? about what we have done you know what's funny? I actually think they referenced that in this show. Also, we should probably mention exactly. right now that our Canadian fellow here is in fact a librarian and an intellectual of sorts. Anyways, me breaking character, <laughs> time to get back into Cousin Andy's speak. Anyway, we do need to carry on. I am just restating historical facts for the record. Now let's move on. Move it! Alright, alright. Now, in my opinion, this is how you reference a dub. A previous dub. By casting bit players and having them whacked off right away? Reference away, brother. Reference away. they finally given the characters what they couldn't get in Bacchano. They're killing them off. Well, except for Gustavo, but that, that Limey deserved it. <laughs> Limey's always deserved it. Yeah. Anyways, right, what now, are we now. what are we sitting around here for? Roots, you do your job. And now we introduce the first batch of characters for our little tale of revenge. The first is the Don of the Venetti family, Vincent. The second is his youngest son, Frate. And the third is his daughter, whom he marries off. Now, do we have predictions for Frate, Vincent, and Fie? I, like I had predictions for Frate, and I actually got the little bastard right. Hmm. I only had... I think I only had predictions for Mr. Vincent, two of them, and I got both of them wrong. Actually, I had two predictions for Frate, uh, but one of them was indeed right. Alright, yeah, I, I had predictions for Frate and Vincent, but I ended up getting them both wrong. Uncle Maple, tell us what you think. Personally, I was wondering about out that voice actor we all know and love, Wendy Lee. I realize she has not been uh, active very much lately, but she sometimes still does rear her head. You know what? We're, we're talking about the younger son, right? Indeed, I do. Indeed, I do. Boy. So you were you were gonna cast Wendy Lee as Frate? You know she has, to her credit, done a few boy roles, but Frate's a bit older than her spectrum usually covers. Also, I do not think the Don would have appreciated getting his rocks off to a boy named Frate who gets fucked over by a bigger redhead motherfucker. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time in Wendy Lee's career. All I'm saying <laughs> I mean, is I've seen Crying would... Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> you the man, Don Harry. You the man, Papa. Damn straight. All I'm saying is that feeling out there, Wendy Lee, I do not know of the Funimation voice actors because they're pulling in new talent all the time and this project isn't big enough to pull in some of the some of the major ones. So I knew this prediction would be wrong, but I thought a voice like Ty from Digimon, one of those uh, up and coming youngsters who's got their who's got their head on straight, but is still feeling their way. I would have thought something like that, and I know Wendy Lee played him at one point. Nah, 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 nah. Ty was voiced by Joshua Seth, wasn't it? He was also yeah. played by Wendy Lee in Prisoners of the Pyramid, and I know they have a constant practice of casting women in male roles, so I just pulled this 
while I was completely sauced. I wrote it down here in my friendly book, which I'm patting now, which has said, I completely thought this might be a Wendy Leroy if she tries hoarsening the voice a bit and starts straining the vocal cords. And that is my guess, and it is completely wrong, and I will completely own it if it is completely wrong, because and it I is completely care. wrong. It is very completely yeah, wrong. Forget about it. Anyways, I was not I was not backing this character very much. I was focusing on more important things. Fair, fair, fair. All I'm saying, it was a guess. Anyways, a I'll, I'll, I'll make this one a little quick. I, for Vincent himself, I had Mark Sto- Ah. Mark Stoddard. Oh, yeah, Mark Oh, yeah, yeah, that's who I had, too. Oh, cool. Mark Stoddard and R. Bruce Elliott. As for the other two twins, I did not have predictions for the other two twins, but I wanted to say a quick thing about both of these little twinsies. It's amazing how both of them got fucked by the exact same guy simultaneously. Oh. Now you see, for Frate, I went a little oblong here, and ended up choosing Aaron Dismuke. I could see Mr. Dismuke performing Frate. An old Dismuke? Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. You see, some sucks to be y'all, because I actually got it right. My foist he was... He did some pretty good work in Arslan. He did, he did. But can he pull off a New York accent? That's the thing. And Get you him never drunk. know until you try. Yeah. Get him drunk and throw him on a New York subway. Anyone will come out with a New York accent. It infects you. New York infects you. It's it, it's part of the Dutch tradition there. I think anyway. I think we should announce who is performing these roles. Who is performing this role, pray tell? Yeah, yeah. Now, because none of us actually really had an actor for um, her. <sighs> PA was played by Monica Rial. Well, well. How about that? Very interesting. Very interesting. What about her? It's a good what about Theo's twin brother? Frate. Frate, on the other hand, was by... <clears throat> the Don has made his claim to correctly guessing. Yes. That's, that is true. Yeah. Please proceed. Originally, my prediction was going off the Bacano relationship was that it would be voiced by Joel McDonald. However, I did make a backup prediction because I've seen this kiddo in a lot of dubs recently. And I thought he'd be good for Frate, and I was correct. And that was Mr. Justin Briner. And finally... He's a good kid, got a good head on his shoulders. Good head on his shoulders. Good, very good head on his shoulders. Very impressed with his work. Now, who voices Big Daddy? Now, playing the Don himself is none other than kind of a newcomer to Funimation. Jamie Schwartz. <laughs> Made a Schwartz bewitch you. I <laughs> uh, uh, see your funny, Schwartz uh, is as big funny. as mine. Let's see if you can uh, handle it. <laughs> I did not now. have a prediction for this. I did not predict this because this character from the first seven episodes I had witnessed was only a background supporting role who was driving the mechanism of the plot. He was not the plot itself, and as such, I leave him be. I only predicted key players who weren't just big wigs in the world who showed up for about 30 seconds worth of screen time. Fair. You understand? Nah, nah, that's fine, that's fine. Fair, fair point. Now, <clears throat> Monica Rial, you might have heard, 
and just about everything Funimation and Sentai's ever done. Hey, yo, you walked into an anime <laughs> store and saw an anime on the shelf that had an English track. Boom, Monica Rial, probably in it. And that but is some, a wonderful thing. For she but is some recent roles you might have heard her from are Yui Saito, a.k.a. Nekohime from And You Thought There Was Never a Girl Online. Which, by the way, the Dub Talk episode is on YouTube. Much to our enjoyment. Please, uh, she also it's a little played... too early to be shilling ourselves <laughs> out tonight. Yeah, the, more of it will come later, but I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, she was also Kaede Kayano in Assassination Classroom. She was... She was everybody's froggy little pal, Asui Suyu. Or Suyu Asui. And that is why I love her. From my hero, Academia. She could be the hero of my heart any day. For Monica Royale has the voice of an angel. A very high-pitched, somewhat childish angel. Except this angel, she's and, uh, married and being like, why can't you be more like your cousin Jimmy? <laughs> and now, if you've watched the recent Kai dub of Dragon Ball Z, you would also know her as Bulma. And the, and the new movies... And I guess it's been announced she's been doing <clears throat> that she's coming back for Super. Now, um, Justin Briner, another recent newcomer, is. Uh, He's in goddamn everything these days. But that's not yeah. a thing I'm complaining about. He is Izuku Midoriya in My Hero Academia as well. He is. That he is, that he is. He's a little oh, bit shit. of a Fujoshi's wet dream in the form of Mika. From Seraph of the End, Vampire Ren. Uh, I'll pickle in your own brine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Little. He's witticism. It's what I do. It's what I do. Little tickle, pi I... tickle the pickle there, it's salty uh, and it's sweet. Okay, do we need to say other characters the end of the day. Uh, Mitarai, Danganronpa 3. Uh, yeah, that's okay. He's in like. If yeah, you're I listening, think we get enough. If you're listening to a broadcast dub this season, odds are he's in it. He's in like five major roles in five different dubs. It's insane. Several of which we will Most be covering. Most of which we're going to be talking about later, yeah. which makes this kind of complicated. Now, as for Jeremy Schwartz, he's kind of a. As I said at the opening, he's kind of a recent player in Funimation, starting off as Admiral Zephyr in One Piece Film Z. But since then, he has gone on to play characters like Oculus in Death Parade, Sorbet in Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F, and he'll be reprising that role in Dragon Ball Super. Oh yeah, that was him. Oh, he's also the guy who he was he also did a bunch <clears throat> of Comedy Central promos. He is the old man Garo from Garo the Animation, um, Leon's grandfather. And he's also done a lot of narration for docuseries on networks such as the Discovery Channel. Oh boy, the voice of Shock Week. How thrilled I am. Actually, if I recall, I think he was the narrator on, um, on that bootlegger show. Which brings things full circle. I will, I will make my thoughts of these characters very, very fast, so to speak. 
feel she, she hasn't said much so far, but we'll see a little more of her in the coming weeks, so to speak. She'll get a little down under, and things will get interesting there. But I very much am a fan of Miss Monica Rial, and I liked hearing the accent. Hearing Briner take on the more New Yorkian dialect, the Brooklyn accent, was actually quite fascinating and interesting, so to speak. Whether or not he hails from there, I do not know, but I actually think he fills it out very nicely. Though it is amusing to see him be a little bit of a tiny little shit that's getting used like a puppet on a string by big boy Ronaldo. Vincent Vanetti, he sounds like an old man that's rough and charged, definitely age, but is fine like a good old wine. I like So him. basically Jeremy Schwartz in general. Jeremy Schwartz in general. It's Jeremy Schwartz. He's gonna Schwartz it out this time at the head of the mafiosos. I guess I can't fault him for that. I guess you can really let the Schwartz be with you, eh? <laughs> what are your thoughts, Jeff? Oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, I tell you what, Theo's definitely going to be fateful text week. <laughs> there wasn't enough of Fienadem for me to make a general opinion, but, you know, it's, it's Monica Rial. She comes into roles quickly and does a very good job. She adapts to accents really well. Like that she's she does. she's also the Russian broad in Yuri on Ice. Yeah, I is. feel like we shouldn't be talking about that yet. Oh wait, yeah, that nah, episode will probably worry, already be out. Uh, but that's forget why about I love it. Monica forget about Riel. it. My, she is just a lovely person who can adapt so well to these situations, as well as being exceedingly lovable as a human being. She's Justin got Briner, as I've out. said, is a good kid. Yeah, I was kind of surprised he took to a New York accent so quickly, but. Hey, I'm not complaining. Just as for Jeremy Schwartz, I've been a. I've liked his roles so far, and <clears throat> this one does not disappoint. Uh, now then, moving on, um, hmm. we have we have the information. Man. You know what we don't have? We don't have all day roots. Hey yo, yeah, Copernicus, yeah. Copernicus. Who's next on the docket, so to speak? All right, we have. For our next batch of characters, we have the Benetti Bookman, Valbaro, Tigre Muscle, and Vano Clemente. A bunch of schmucks, Gentlemen, if you ask me. A bunch of schmucks, but they're good guys, so to speak. Work a, work yeah. a bunch with Nero, do his bidding, but they're good guys. That hot. Definitely got a lot of courage, and definitely one of them is not too happy about Miss Fio getting deflowered. Yeah. And what are you going to do? I tell you what you're going to do. Up. You're going to get shot. That's what he's going <laughs> to do. Get torn up and feel bad as a bullet rips through your flesh. He wanted to get whacked, but he it's didn't want to get whacked things. like that. Now, gentlemen, gentlemen, do we have predictions for these three characters? If I, I do not. If I recall correctly, my good sir, I believe I did at least have predictions for Mr. Vano himself, and that was good old Christopher Sabat. You know what? It's funny you said that, because that was my prediction as well. Did you have a second prediction no. for him as well, my good sir? I think I did, actually. I think I also had Mr. Patrick Seitz. Ooh. Mmm, that would have been Ooh, wait, I think I actually had a prediction for Tigre as well on here. I, I kind of missed that scrolling. 
for Mr. Tigre. <coughs> I had our good old buddy and drinking pal himself, Mr. Marcus Stimmick. Ah, the Marcus, he's a good kid. Call him uncle for a reason. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> as for me, it's funny you mention Christopher Sabbath as Vano. Because I actually had a different Christopher entire. And that would be Christopher Bevins. Christopher Bevins. Interesting. Don't you say. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And unfortunately, due to how early I made this cast list, I did not have Tigre on it. But Balboro, on the other hand, I had Eric Vale down. Eric Vale, interesting, mm. interesting. He's a bookie, but he knows his stuff. Definitely wears those glasses good. Just wish he would stop killing children, my god. Hey, hey, Eric Vale. It's a cost of business, is all I'm saying. In fairness, I kind of wish that some of these characters wouldn't have killed children, but hey, killing children's kind of what got them where they are in the first place, and that's six feet under. Are we ready for the reveal, guys? Absolutely. I, I would have said Christopher Sabat as well, for the record. I thought it was a perfect Sabat role. You know, brief, to the point. Having enough flavor that just hits that Sabat vibe, but he pops his clogs too early. I thought it would have been a good gig for him to get a little bit of extra cash on the side. All right. Now, but anyway. Playing Valboro is none other than Sean Hannigan. Oh, Sean Hannigan. Is that who plays him? That is who I believe plays oh. him. And as for Tigre... Who you believe... Uh, it, was, it wasn't announced, but I'm like 99% sure. Because I'm showing Sean Hannigan as Granchio. Who the hell is Granchio? Roots, did you think this okay, through? Okay, so, Valboro, there was a bit of a miscommunication. Of course there he did There is didn't. no announcement as if far as If he thought this see. through, he wouldn't host the damn thing. Ay, ay, ay. What you do and to me, your mother. And that, boys and girls, is why I drink. <laughs> So, playing Valboro, um, they're actually, as far as I can tell, it's not announced. And I thought it was. But we will Roots had a so. little bit of a misunderstanding, if you understand. Yeah, it happens. You got a bit it of a happens. bad info broker, so to speak, and that son of a bitch is going to get a couple of fucking bullets into his cranium, so to speak. But hey, we got a lot for the blooper reel, am I right? Hey, yo. <laughs> Any funny and you think you eat and clown. information out, this will be added in post, and the actor will be added to the video in post. But let me just say, I think you're doing a good job, what's your face? As for the other two, who's voicing our other two known compadres? Alright, as for Tigre, we got Jared Green, and as Vano Clemente, we have Newton Pittman. I am happy to admit, I guessed Newton Green, because that guy knows his way around stuff. Who is Newton He's Green? Not... Ain't no you voice. You never heard of Newton Green? Newton Green. Newton Green is what I get when I leave a bunch of fig Newtons out on the on the counter for like three weeks. Now Jared Green, on the other hand, you might know him as Wataru Mizuguchi from Cheer Boys, Genji from Divine Gate. Yang from Gangster. Coco from Toch. Moguzo from Grimgar and Fantasy and Ash. And what was that, he Don was, Hardy? He was Coco from Toriko. Ah, very nice. Mm, now, Coco. what about a friend? Not to mention Kishwad from the Heroic Legend of Oz. What about a friend, Newton? 
Mm, Newton Pittman. Now, he's an interesting one. You might recognize him from such roles as Motoharu Tsuchimikado from the Certain Magical Index franchise. Genma from the second season of Darker Than Black. Ain't nobody watched Yutaka. the second season of Darker Than Black. There ain't no second that's season. True, that's true. You don't. There is uh, no Yutaka, second season. Yutaka, Panties, Itazu from Eden of the East. Oh, and oh, 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 yeah, you would definitely know this guy. Gray Full Buster from oh, Fairy Tail. Oh, that is gray. Huh. Yeah, he, he's the icy naked guy. He definitely wants Can't to get keep a his clothes wet. on. He definitely wants to get a little wet under the covers, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> now these are good guys. Good guys. They do good roles. Very good guys. What do you guys think? I must say, good fellas. Very interesting performances, so to speak. I like Jared a bunch. Sounds very much like him. I'm less familiar with these other two performers, but I actually did quite enjoy what I heard of Newton Pittman. It was pretty interesting, and good old Valvaro. Very cool cat who I'd like to hear more of. You definitely did not expect Pittman to play big old Vano with his big, broad muscles and all that shit. It's not something you would expect from a little guy like Newton. Definitely but not. He does, He's he does a solid job, though. A bang-up job. Gotta give him credit. He's working his way up the ranks. He's starting out small, doing his little bitty roles. And, uh, yeah, he's going to make a name for himself, I think. I think he's going to be one of those uh, Funimation name mainstays in the years. I don't think well, I'd I call mean, Gray he's already on Fairy Tale. I don't think I'd call Gray Full Buster a little bitty role. A major character from a major long brother is job security for years to come, my friend. But it's Funimation's version of Fairy Tale. And I'm sorry. If I want to watch long-running shonen, I'll watch good long-running shonen. What did you expect? One Piece? Hey, 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 hey! Whoa, hey, I'll, I'll tell you this. Let's not debate shonen. I'm telling you this, my friend. At least it's not Bleach. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. <laughs> oh. Can I get an amen so to that? Amen. Amen, Father. Hey, you can get an amen to that. Amen, Papa. Amen, Don. Now, my hero is the best shonen. Here we move on from. Please do, for the love of God, please do. Yeah, my stogie's almost out. <laughs> I need more gin. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the postscript segment of the episode where we go back and we correct the mistakes we made two weeks ago. Cause we, you were a bunch of schmucks. That's why. Well, it's less hey. that they, the audience themselves are schmucks, and more that we are the schmucks who have been schmuckled by this schmuck right here. Ain't you the schmuck? Yeah. I had a couple too many. <laughs> Unfortunately, our friend Canadian Maple was unable to join us for this postscript segment because he's got other priorities that we ain't gonna mess with. You know, we could just pretend he's here right now. I'd rather we not. Things got a bit. How do you say heavy-handed last time? You'll see that in a moment. Anyways, point being, point being, we have some unfinished business, so to speak. So let's get into what we messed up and what needs to be corrected. All right, starting off, we have the character of Mad Mac the Bounty Hunter. 
Now, we had mentioned in the episode that the character was played by Chris Reagan. But in reality, he was played by Paul Ramirez. We got completely the wrong character name. We confused him entirely for someone else. Right, right. The character Chris Riga actually plays in 91 Days is named Gato. Gato is basically the right-hand man of good old Fongo. Anyways, moving along. Now, Paul Ramirez, relatively new name at Funimation. The only other role to his name is Gashikashi, where he did not... <clears throat> where his character did not actually have a name. So we went from Japanese candy to Italian booze handling, basically. Hey, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Actually, no, not even Italian booze handling. From uh, some big gringo choking out folks. All I can say is this Red Dead Redemption-looking motherfucker's tough shit, so to speak, but I can take him. I can take him good. <coughs> Boy... You're gonna end up like his dog. You're gonna end up with a face looking like his dog looked like. Ugh. Cute dog. <laughs> Cute dog indeed. Anyways, anyways, Paul Ramirez does a good job. Intimidating. Very, very. I'd like to see that name in more of my papers. Yeah, he does things. I would he agree. Did good, he did good things. Vamos. Second. Now, the second name we got to correct here is Fio Vanetti. Now, whom as, we would like to... Whom as you might know... Oh, sorry, go ahead. We would like to apologize on the fact that we would like to make a personal note. In future reference, we at the Dub Talk Association shall not make judgment calls when we do not have a 100% confirmation from either the blog press release, the ADR director, or the actor themselves. Right, that was... that was on me. Not unless we are absolutely positively certain. If it's someone that we know for in our heart that we know this person is, we will not no longer make judgment calls. You dispute... you deserve better from us here at Dub Talk. We are humbly and sincerely we apologize. When we originally mentioned the casting of Theo Venetti, we had said she was played by Monica Rial. That is not the case. Instead, she's played by Alex Moore, who you would recognize in shows such as Keijo as Rin Rokudo, Pandora the Crimson Shell as Vlee, or Relife as Michiro Saiki. She was also the little blue-haired girl from Devil is a Part-Timer. That she was, oh, yeah. that she was. Yeah, she was she funny, was. she was funny. funny and girl. also, let's not forget Freon Flamel from that abysmal Sky Wizards Academy. All right, oh. that was a show. And for probably forgetting her biggest name, she's also Mitsuba Sangu from Seraph of the End. Ah, yes, ah, Miss yeah. Mitsuba, second yeah. best gal in that flock. Oh, yeah. And Team Shitsuba all the way. Dooley dode, dooley dode. I think she does a good job. Good enough job to fool us into thinking she's one person and when she was another. She's a tough broad, you know? I love a gal that could kick my ass. <laughs> Hopefully one that doesn't tear a hole in my heart. It's kind of like what she did to her husband. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Speaking of uh. which... Ah, uh, we'll be getting to him in just a sec. Actually, why don't we just get to him now? 
Ah, we could. Get it over we with. We did not include this character in our original recording because I could not make a proper judgment call. And that is Ronaldo, the man who was arranged to marry Theo Vanetti and who sets a lot of the shit pot into motion. He is the guy that... He is the man who single-handedly fucked a pair of twins at the same time. <laughs> now, before I go to who plays him, did any of you two have predictions for him? I did not. I did not. I did, but I forget. All you know, right, I well, forget things. It, my old age. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I had Brian Massey, personally. But I was wrong. All right, time to get into the down and dirty. Who was our down and dirty person? In reality, it was played by Dave Trosco. You know what? Now that I go back and listen to it, I hear things. I can hear it now. Mm, I now. can actually hear it. Now that I actually hear his voice, I can totally make it out. I'm like, yeah, I should have called this a long time ago. In addition to being an assistant ADR director on his Zeta of the End... And, and, the, uh, and yeah. the main ADR director for All Out. He also played Kaminaga in Joker Game. He played the middle brother, Sora Marukumo, in Laughing Under the Clouds. And probably one of the roles he's better known as, Gurunichi Nose from Seraph of the End. A.K.A. Total Douchebag Goomba. He's... He's a bit of a piece of shit back there, and he's a bit of a piece of shit in here. But this is a guy that you really want to see him get what's coming to him, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he gets what's coming to him, all right. <laughs> but I liked him. He was good. Yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's good at playing a little piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, that's one of his talents is being a little piece of shit. I'm sure he's not like that in real life. No, no, of no, course no. not. No, no. He's him with his mustache and his pineapple. He's a fine fella. I can tell you that. Oh, I love that photo that Boss Lady Lilac manages to use it every single time. It's it's hysterical. Good it's stuff. It's Bonjourno. Bonjourno, indeed. All right. <clears throat> now we have one last correction we have to make, and this one's a bit personal. This was the one I really botched. This was the one. See, it was that. The, basically, we were at least able to pretend we knew what we were doing with one of these, and we got rid of the other one. This was one where you got caught with your pants down on stage. That I did, that I did. Now, I called him Valboro in the actual show. Which I also made the same <clears throat> mistake. The localization was not Valboro, it was Barbaro. I'm not sure if it actually ended up in the episode itself, but I said it was Sean Hannigan who played him, which just ain't the case. Instead, it's Aaron Roberts. Mm. Aaron who Roberts, a.k.a. Mm. the best Sky Wizard. Who else You'd has he You probably played? also recognize him as Koichiro Kashima from All Out, Howard Link from the new season of Degray Man, and Ren Ren from First Love Monster. Don't forget, he was also Sonny and Toriko. That he was. He's a very interesting character. Definitely a little more book smart than some of other some of Nero's other lackeys. But you know what? He's got a good head on his shoulders, even if he's in a less than savory operation. 
Daddy is. Daddy is. Aaron I could not. Pretty, the... so sorry. sorry, sorry, cousin Andy. Let me let the Don speak for a second. Sure thing, Don. He does a good job. So good, in fact, I couldn't normally recognize him. Aaron's got that kind of voice to where it just sort of blends in. You know, you either know it or you don't. And Aaron's always been that kind of actor. He keeps me on my toes. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't really know when he's, when he's in something. Like he was in another dub recently, and I didn't know it was him until it was told me. I mean, I, I don't, know how to, don't know how to act with this guy. Like what I'm saying is he's a, he's a good kind of actor. Yeah. He's a vocal chameleon, that one. Daddy yeah. is, daddy is. And so we're all good on Aaron, right? Yeah. Because anyways, I got I got one more thing I want to say, mm -hmm. and this Go for it. is something that's near and dear to my heart. One character we did not cover was a certain character named Volpe, and the reason I bring Volpe up normally he's just a goomba. He gets taken out early on, but the reason I want to bring him up is because he's voiced by a character by an actor that's near and dear to my heart. And that is one Marcus D. Stimmick. Oh, Uncle Marcus. Uncle, Uncle Marcus. Marcus. Yes. Yes, he has gone from drinking a hooch to running the hooch. And that is why I bring him up. Uncle Marcus and is a family friend who is practically one of our own at this point. He scratches our backs, we scratch his. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Nobody gets taken out like a bitch. <laughs> ah, that's fine. You know he'll be back next season. He's back every season as that one character who's always drunk. It's but, fun, though. It's fun. Anyway. Yeah. All in good fun. We love you, Uncle Marcus. You don't ever change. Mm -hmm. and we now, so we done here? And we now return to your reg regularly scheduled programming. That's right. I got a shipment of Alan's coffee brandy I gotta oversee. Anyways, back to the main show, now that we've got that out of the way. Ciao. Rivadachi. We do apologize for the mistakes. <clears throat> Enjoy the rest of the show. Moving on from the, <clears throat> the group characters, now we're going on to the individual main players. We're gonna start out with Fango. Is, is it Fango? Mysterious. Is it time for Diet Lad Russo. <clears throat> Diet Lad Russo. <laughs> He's a hitman who likes to be hit. He you likes know what to I mean. give and take, and he likes to give and he likes to take. I could not help but think that this was a Brian Massey role. It was hard not to envision a Brian Massey role, because Brian Massey does psychopaths really Are you well. Saying that you're really well. For good old Fongo was Brian Massey. I was, and I know it was wrong, and I do not care. Well, I, because I could not I get a better agree. mental image. I will agree with your sentiments because I also had Brian Massey as one of my predictions, alongside two others. Did anybody else have predictions before I go? I had also Brian Massey. I also had the one and only Ian Sinclair. Because in addition to Lad Ooh. Russo, I got a very distinct Favaro Leone vibe off of this guy. I got, I got two. Mm. Ian Sinclair was also who I got. I had two other particular performances. Actually, very interesting how I came to my conclusion to these characters. My first prediction 
humorously enough, was Josh Greel on the grounds that he basically looked like Edgelord Armin Arlette. That what was... the hell did you come up with that from? I mean, have you seen Fargo? Yeah, considering the voice acting black magic Josh Greeley's been doing the past couple seasons, I wouldn't be surprised. And also, have you seen that crazy man's hair? It looks like Coconut Tom himself. And my other one, humorously enough, Mr. Vic Mignogna himself. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now you're just Sweet talking Jesus. crazy. Oh, am I now? Are you saying Vic Mignogna? Mignogna. <laughs> For the love of God, Vic Mignogna. It's not hard. It's got okay. an Italian it's vibe Vic to Vic McNuggets. It. If you are going to argue me and say that Vic Mignogna has not played crazy, I present you to Broly, the legendary Super Saiyan. Ah, oh, please. All he, did ha all he did in that movie was scream out Kakarot and clothesline people. And all he did in Sword Art Online was sexually tentacle uh, girl. So that was a thing. Well, yeah, I'll tell you one thing I about Sword Art Online. I'll tell you something about Sword Art Online. Long story short, Sword Art Online is offensive on multiple levels and should not be watched by any civilized human. Sword Art Online sucks, but you know what doesn't suck? Fongo. Fongo is fucking awesome. He is a terrifying human being, but he is entertaining as fuck. And thus, we are happy to watch him gleefully murder his way, and I could not think of a better role than that. Uh, your recommendations actually would work quite well. Vic Mignogna can do crazy quite well. I would have firstly thought Brian Massey because of that same ultra-violent, hyper-masculine form, but I cannot fault you for suggesting Vic Mignogna. Either are good picks. Yeah, truth be told, I could have seen Vic Mignogna. I guess I could have seen it too. But we're all wrong. We all were. Yeah, we are all wrong here. Yeah. So tell us. In truth, playing the role of Fongo is none other than Brandon Potter. I have. Potter. I am. I got words. I am unfamiliar. I am genuinely unfamiliar. I, I got words. You might have heard. <clears throat> you might have heard Brandon Potter from such roles yeah. as. Charles Phipps from the Black Butler franchise, particularly the third season and Book of Murder. He's also OVAs. no stranger to the world of street crime in the series Gangster as Nicholas Brown. As the he's also a famous uh, school delinquent in School Rumble. Mm. We'll say no more. He's also the new voice of Ishikawa in Ghost in the Shell Rise OVAs in the new mm. movie, which no one watched because and... we have good taste. Hey, 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 I like Ghost of the Shell and Rise. You take that back. I like this Canadian son of a bitch. He's a snappy, sarcastic motherfucker that fights for his taste. I respect that. Duly noted. And you would probably recognize Brandon Potter from his most famous role within Funimation. Red hair shanks. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> now that's what I call job security. Yeah, Redhead Shanks, that sounds like a real mafia name, if you ask me. What'd you boys think? I have words. I think those are good calls. I was kind of surprised, because I did not expect this particular actor in this particular character. I'm kind of still a little unsure, but it's been an entertaining ride watching this particular character flaunt about on screen with his voice. I do enjoy it, but it definitely was not what I was expecting it to be. I have words. Fair enough. 
Do you have words, Don? <coughs> I have words. I think it needs work. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's what the DVDs <coughs> are for. Excuse me. I swallowed my stogie a bit too much. <coughs> but I, I, I do enjoy this particular actor. I do think he can pull off an accent that is necessary. However, I was not blown away. I think the sauce had a little too little a little too less butter in it than it needed. If you get my drift. A little too it less more butter. It needed more butter in the sauce, if you get what I'm saying. I think he did an okay job. It could have been better, but it's alright. When when it when he whipped you good, you didn't feel pleasure from the pain. All you felt was a little bit of stinging irritation, and you wanted the pain to feel good. I don't know what you meant. A little smoking. cardiac arrest. A little cardiac arrest. All I'm saying, the, the sauce could have, the sauce could have used more butter. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm -hmm. I can hear that. So I believe. Fargo's right. a crazy motherfucker who's only going to get crazier. He'll maybe he'll come into his own in a couple old episodes. Who can say? We shall he'll see. stop being. He'll stop being Lad Russo Jr. He, he, he was he just moving needs on. You never know. Yeah. I appreciated it for what it was, and it was a crazy motherfucker who killed people and did not give a fuck. And I, I give him one stew. The pot is that of a madman. He played a madman well. Now. I believe we should move on to a crazy, psychotic, sexual, thrilling, deviant motherfucker to a perfect little cinnamon roll who can, shall, and will do no harm. Yeah. Moving on, we got Corteo. Oh, Abelio's... Corteo. Poor Corteo. You suffer so well. Abelio's bootlegging partner in crime. Not much to say, because he really doesn't have that big a role in the first five he, episodes. He's got enough of a role to leave an impact. <clears throat> but regardless, this is a character who is down in his luck, but who tries his damnedest to be an upstanding young man who is forced by horrible circumstance to sell himself to people who he should not be selling himself to, and who uses his smarts to get by while trying his damnedest to be nonviolent. I commended this role. In my own personal opinion... I happen to have a Mona Marshall in this role. I would have thought... What is huh? this with you? You and giving ladies the boy roles. He ain't even a little thinking... boy. He was what? I would have thought... He's a jacuzzi man. Splot. I would have thought a Jacuzzi Splot flavored role. Let her do the Jacuzzi Splot type role and keep him down as the upstanding, if slightly skittish young guy who ain't the action hero, who ain't the guy who's going to be getting the blood-soaked revenge. This is just a guy who's trying to get by. I would have put him in a jacuzzi slot, splot shaved bro, and to, according to my memory, it was Mona Marshall it, who played jacuzzi splot. What? I might have been drunk when I looked down. this up, but I, I think believe... Cousin Andy just spewed his liquor all over the table. It's um, That's expensive stuff, bro. Excuse that me. That really is. Excuse that me. Ain't, that ain't rat es gut. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Joel McDonald. Joel McDonald. Son of a bitch. Is not even close to the exact same type of vocal range and person 
as Mona Marshall. I must be drinking some cheap bootleg. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to go kill a few Italians. There are some dogs barking. Okay. Hey, don't worry, Maple Leaf. You're good. You're good. Not Mona Marshall. Joel McDonald in that role. I thought Joel McDonald, the character who played Jacuzzi Splot, would have been perfect. I swear to you, I thought Mona Marshall had played Jacuzzi Splot. I am mistaken in this regard. Please forgive me for my indiscretions, as I will forgive you as your for your indiscretions. Uncle Maple, you got to hold of some forget bad hooch. It. That's forget all I gotta say. Bad hooch. Bad hooch indeed. I actually need. I, I actually need American. to go drain the lizard for a bit. But before I do, the two predictions I had for little Mister Innocent Baby Corteo, <clears throat> Dallas Reed, and Justin Briner. Mm. I shall return momentarily, gentlemen. You can commence the predictions. Yes. As for me, I had one prediction and one prediction only. And this was good. This actually, I had Mr. Josh Greeley. Mm. Mm, Josh Greeley would have been good. That would have been a good put pick. In there, but. Because as you can see. But I still think what I would have predicted would have been cool too. And that was Micah Soulsad. I could see it, but I'm not feeling that if you get my drift. Corteo, truth be told, was kind of a hard character to predict. I don't see why. He's a sweet, soft-spoken child. You want to go for someone who doesn't have a huge, deep, basso voice. You want someone who could probably keep the boyishness a little bit. Because ultimately, he is not someone who is hyper-aggressive or hyper-masculine. You would need someone who could be restrained, who could probably keep the range in something that would sound male, but not particularly. This is why I cast female voice actors for those sorts of roles who aren't traditionally masculine, who aren't traditionally kill a motherfucker too. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. That's what I would aim yeah, for. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Process, but... That's why I particularly went with Mr. Justin Briner as one of those examples, as I feel he can do Fair that enough. kind of role, and you could get that other type of character from actors like Micah Solosad, just to name one another. Fair enough. Yeah, you can also get that sort of feeling from Josh Greeley. Uh, I mean, we've even heard him do feminine voices to surprising accuracy. Fair enough. I will not contend this further. Yeah, Princess Jellyfish. That was one hell oh, of a show. Oh, do we need to Excellent. mention Attack on Ju Attack on Titan Junior High? Armin in the bunny suit. Amen, hallelujah, yeah, and peanut one. butter, my friend. I will take a sip of gym just for mentioning that. Mm. Mm. Good stuff. Mm. Speaking. Speaking of but gin. In any case. Speaking of gin. Stop drinking your Windex bottle, Andy. It's not good for you. I talked to you about that. I'm not even drinking Windex. Is that still here? Oh, that's still in the room. I, I am. I never took that out. Yeah. Put the Windex down, Andy. We've been talking to you about that. You're going to screw your brains up. My brains are fine. I'm just trying to segue with the phrase, speaking of gin. What you Roots, got? Who plays Corteo? Fuck. It's Brandon McKinnis. Mm. All right. Yeah, Bernie McKinnis. J. Michael Tatum's yeah, boyfriend. From the looks of things. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They play a little game of hide the Schwartz if you don't know what I'm saying. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on. That might have gone a little too oh, far, there, yeah. buddy. No, that's a thing. He has played other roles. Right. Right. Uh, why don't you? Do you want me to Why go over? Big one? Do you want me to go over the roles that he's played? Do you want me to take over? I'm the Don. Well, I think it would only be fair that 
that we let Andrew talk a little bit about Sonosuke Izayoi. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Please. One of the roles he played, I thought. Yeah, no, he's up and coming. He's done some things. I'm not quite entirely familiar, but he's definitely building himself a anime repertoire. I know he's a stage actor as well, and I know he is in right, all right. of those dog photos. And and he's also Merlane in the Heroic Legend of Oz on season two. Alan Lania in Joker Game, a role I can't talk about because an episode's coming out for that later. And Salen from Show by Rock Season 2. Whoever that is. No, what'd you... He was Ryuji in Shonen. I think he's one of those boy He names. was in Ryuji from Shonen Maid as well. I ain't, I ain't, right, too, I ain't right. too proud to admit I highly enjoyed that show. That was a great show. It was well produced. Hey, don't be ashamed. Good job, good job. In any case, what'd you guys think of Brandon I McInnes? I think he does a pretty commendable job with this particular character. It was an interesting pick, but I actually think it is a pick that lends itself very well. I think he does a good job of not sounding completely feminine like Miss Mona Marshall, but still sounding sweet and kind enough in his teenage years to pull the role off. And should we mention who his child voice is, now that I think about it? Nah, we don't have to go into the kids. I mean, do we want to go into the kids? No. Go into the kids? You I want to not. go into... You have to think about what you just okay. said. Okay. Stop. I will not stand for that. I have killed men for less. Do not We stand. are legitimate businessmen here. We don't go in exact direction. I'm sorry. Let us not go there. Let's talk about illegal booze and not doing. Yeah, Marty Etheridge, by the way, is is his that child is, voice. Oh, I, Marty! That is, good call, Marty. Marty's a good hit <laughs> for that. Yeah, Marty Etheridge. What the fuck is happening? Okay. As for, Which, again, no as, real... <clears throat> no real roles to her name, so... As far as Brandon's role is, he's a good kid. He's got a long ways to go. He's still kind of a eh, rookie, uh, you know, a new guy. Not a quite a made man just right, yet. Right, a little rough on the Rough show. on the edges, but... A little rough around the edges. He's edge. got a heart of gold. He's going to go far someday. I'm telling you this right now. He's not unwelcome in the circle, let me just say that right now. He's definitely got a voice, he's got a range, and he's got a lot of intrigue to his particular characters, and I'd very much like to see his untapped potential as he grows further into his characters and performances, but I very much enjoy him as little Corteo himself, the guy with a heart of gold and a talent for making some sick-ass gin. Amen. Mm. I'll drink to that, my friend. Anyways. Let's finish this shit. I've got to go and meet some people. He that may or may not He's got some alcohol. business deals that he must attend to in secret. And speaking of secret business deals. Right, right. Nero Venetti. Mm, the main subject of Avilio's revenge. Not he is one of many figures, but he is a crucial piece in the puzzle that he could quite easily off him then and there, but he is his biggest key to killing Vincent, the Don of the Venetti family. I heard things. I heard things as that far is. as my prediction goes. I ain't too ashamed to admit. 
that when this dub was recent was at first announced, I was gonna go with a full-on Bacano recast. And so for the most part, I cast most of the characters as Bacano returns. That was the wrong thing to do, as it turns out. Mm-hmm. But I hear you. But I, I had two pro Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, I apologize for interrupting you, my Don. I just want to say, I wanted to hear which were your Bacchino alumni you thought would fill Nero's shoes. I wanted to go. I honestly chose J. Michael Tatum as my Bacchino alumnus. <laughs> and I also chose a different Bacchino alumnus. I had Ian Sinclair in this role as well. Funny you mentioned that Wish. as well. And that would have been interesting. Ian Sinclair was also my pick for... Nero Vanetti, because I just saw the face, I thought the voice, and Ian Sinclair was the only thing that stuck with me. Mm, I, uh, this is where I ended up putting Uncle Marcus. Really? Really? I could have seen mm, it. That's a curious but interesting work. choice. That would really work. I had thought J. Michael Tatum myself because of the similar fact that they do this sort of role very well of the confident young man who has enough maturity about him to know their shit but who do not um, fully employ the maturity of an older role. They have that mixture of cocksureness and confidence and understanding how the world works that makes them a perfect fit for this. He also kind of looks like Isaac a little bit without the more without as much of a pronounced chin. Mm -hmm. Can't deny this. Yeah, that's true. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. But we're wrong. We're all wrong. Tell us, tell yeah. us, Mr. Roots, who voices Mr. Nero Vanetti? It's a gentleman by the name of We Ian. were correct who? on Ian. We were wrong. <laughs> For Claire. Mm, yeah, there's not a lot here. This to is a name. name that does not like ring it's... a bell to me. I do not know of who you, yeah, it who, wouldn't. who you speak of. We need of which who you speak. It wouldn't ring a bell. Uh, it looks like the only real named character to his role. Uh, I'm sorry. It looks like the only named role to his name is Serena from Fairy Tale. And as we <laughs> all know, as we all know. The entire state of Texas will, has, can, and is going or destined to be in fairy tale. Yeah, the entire country is going to be in fairy tale. I'm going to be in fairy tale. You're going to be in fairy tale. But, but not before we're all in One Piece, I can guarantee you that. One Piece will have lineages yes. for <laughs> generations. Everyone will be in One Piece. We will all no, be in like one piece. So what'd you guys think of Nero? I Nada. Oh, sorry. I was Don't worry, I'm just shooting my mouth off. I was just going to say something about, of course we're going to be in a fairy tale. It's called the modern American political system. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Carry on. This guy sounds like a Gambino. Not going to lie. He sounds like a complete, Fuck you. complete and utter Gambino. He's not bad. He's just not experienced enough. He sounds less like he's like he's acting, more like he's speaking into the microphone. He ain't got the chops just yet, and it shows. He might be a made man someday, but it's going to take him a good long while. 
I think he's definitely got the potential, so to speak. I believe there's definitely area of improvement, but I definitely feel when it comes to the show's natural Brooklyn chops, he pulls the punches pretty good when he needs to, and I've been actually rather surprised with this particular character. It's a strange and curious choice, but one I feel can and will work off. Did you say whack off? Yeah, he's not bad. <laughs> no, no, no. No. That was not... <laughs> I meant... He said whack off. <laughs> Uh, Tell uh, us how you really feel, Cousin Andy. <laughs> oh, God, Lordy. Give him time, and he'll probably... <clears throat> and he'll probably improve on his shortcomings. But, yeah. Which brings us to the last... The last piece of the puzzle. In this tale. In this story of revenge. The real contender. It's Angelo Lagusa, a.k.a. Avilio Bruno. Guy wants to Man kill everybody. Man who had the worst birthday party ever which turned into a total bloodbath, which turned into a seven-year spree of revenge after a new message consulting of who were the men that whacked his family. and he Which would... turned into 91 days of absolute hell. I believe, what was that the reason why this show was called 91 Days, that this takes place? I believe so. Indeed it does. It was never quite That, clear. my friend... That, my friend, is what you call a proper segue. Thank you, thank you. The now star is here. Now we have here. a predictions. Now, speaking I of did stars, have predictions. What who did you predict for the star of tonight's murder mystery story? Go <clears throat> going back to my Bacchanal recast. I thought of none. I had two predictions. One who was in Bacchanal, one who was not. For my Bacchanal recast, I chose none other than Todd Habercorn. Because he was our main hero in Bacchano, and he kind of, sort of, looks like the main well, hero well. here in 91 Days. And for my non-Bacchano prediction, I chose none other than Clifford Chapin. I would have to agree with you on your Todd Habercorn prediction, as I also was thinking you as well. But I went with a different prediction as well. I actually got Mr. Avilio Bruno correct, but... I had two other predictions outside of Todd. My other prediction was Rico Fajardo. Mm. So who else? I'll, I will be the one to introduce <clears throat> him since I got him correct. But who else did you find, gentlemen, predict? I had Justin Bryna. I love the way you said that, Justin Bryna. Bryna. Mr. Bryna. For me, I, I had thought that this would fit well for the angsty but young manish and inexperienced role of Johnny Young Bosch. How did I know that you would say that? How did I know? Oh, I knew because it. I am predictable. You and thus am oh, you are. It is funny because Johnny Young Bosch is anything but inexperienced. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh well played. Well played. Yeah. That's about as predictable as a fat horse at the tracks. That is all I have to say. I would have thought Johnny Young Bosch, after his roles, and even that very now old role of Lelouch v. Britannia, I would have thought he could have done that angry, angsty young man role pretty well. He has done villains before. He has done anti-heroes before. It would make sense. 
that Johnny Young Bosch could fill this role. Probably he wouldn't. He is too big of a name. Knowing that the profile of the show, they would probably cast a no-name actor to try and fill that role. But my guess was Johnny Young Bosch because I could guess a named actor. I'll at least and say... also because you can't voice, you can't guess anyone outside of L.A. I'll at least say the rationale what? for casting Mr. Johnny Young Bosch is much more logical to me than Miss Mona Marshall. At the very least, Mr. Johnny Young Bosch has done Funimation-based broadcast dubs before. But... Fuck you, I was drinking when I was making those notes. Get bent, alright? Amanda's a sample of his supplies in order to make sure they're worthy for his clientele. Hey, 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 hey. Drink a little bit? Get bent. Get bent! I take that with a shade of pride, but in the end, y'all were wrong, and Cousin Andy has the last laugh, because the man playing Mr. Angela Lagusa, Avilio Bruno himself, is none other than our good pal and buddy and chum, Austin Tyndall. Ladies and gentlemen, the newest in the line that we've been working towards, Gangsta Kama, which in and of itself could work as a brilliant tagline for 91 days. Gangsta Kama. I saw what you did there, my friend. I saw. And I appreciate it. So in addition to playing Kama, our friend Austin Tyndall is probably best known as Marco from Attack on Titan, Kosuke from Barakamon, Accelerator from the Magical Index franchise. Obi. He even did some Sentai work with Tusk and Cross Anja. He's also Ninja Kama Obi in Snow White with the Red Hair. He's also Kaneki Ken, Ghoul Kama in Tokyo Ghoul. And he's Vampire Kama in Seraph of the End as Crowley. Yes. He's been Latakama here and there and everywhere, but now it is time for him to take on a much more traditional revenge story of family and lost and Brooklyn accents. And speaking of Brooklyn oh, accents, him. I think he pulls it off really well. Yeah, it's not bad. I like this rollness. As you say, the accent sounded naturalistic enough. Works well. Dialogue coaching, he took to it well. I gotta give a man where it's due. I thought it was well played. I think it's a good role. I feel this is That's I feel all. this is an interesting dub in and of itself, is that we have a nice mix of experienced and inexperienced and more experimental roles to this lot in general. I definitely feel though that Mr. Tyndall starring in this role is definitely one of the stronger contenders of the whole bunch. Fair enough. Fair enough. I do have to say, he also does angry very, very well. And on occasion, that's kind of hard to do. He also does scared out of his wits really well. Angry and scared out of his wits. Sounds like the last man I had to pop. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a naturalistic thing. He, he, he pulls it off. Well, I will commend him. Well, that's about it for the cast of 91 oh, did, did Days. You not, did you not have any words no. for yourself? Or... I, I did. He <clears throat> he does angry and 
scale very well, and his New York accent is not particularly bad. Amen, hallelujah, and peanut fucking Hi, I'll drink to that, my friends. I'll drink to that, but good. Speaking. And so any final thoughts on the series? series in and of itself. All right. <clears throat> okay. And, and Wait, 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 wait. Cousin Andy, let me say it for you. So here's the thing. You may continue. <clears throat> so here's the thing. You thought you were going to outclass me, Don, but I have my time to shine. Here's the thing with this particular show in and of itself. It is quite literally a spiritual successor to Bakano in various ways of history in both the production on the Japanese side and the production on the English dub in and of itself. However, this show is still not Bakano. Bakano was a very hyperactive, hyper-fantasy smorgasbord of characters and zaniness and fun and best girls. But... And this is not. This... Interestingly enough, is what I feel like an actual anime Japanese production studio came together and decided, alright, let us make an actual Bobster movie series, and let us see what we can do. And honestly, in that regard, I feel they succeed very well. It's pretty authentic and interesting. It's, it's, it's not like perfect realism. But there's a lot of things going for it. There's a lot of things going for the setting, the characters, the type of drama show of revenge, betrayal, and getting whacked that stays clear throughout the entire thing. And I feel a lot of the New York tongue and discrepancies in the dialogue, while sometimes a little too much, I think it actually works to the show's favor of being a nice little period piece dub. The cast is a nice variety of old and new. Some works better, some works works better than others, some works not as well. But I definitely feel nobody in this dub is actually bad. I really would actually argue, even the ones I feel are weaker or need work, like like Nero and uh, Fongo, I don't think they're bad at all. I just think they're interesting and a little different than what I expected. And all in all... I'd say this is a very interesting piece in general that I do quite enjoy the show. Interesting is a word that people use when they are too polite to say, I don't like it, but they're too much of a weenie to actually say stuff. I personally like this. I personally thought that for a piece that goes above and beyond any of the demographic pandering you find in Japanese popular culture. This was not a show that was built for Fushoji. This was not a show that was built for those fans of high-octane fantasy action. It didn't have anything <clears throat> surreal about it. It was just a show about men who had been fucked over and were getting revenge, and I think it worked very well. It carried the feel of Miller's Crossing. It carried the feel of that, what was that thing with uh, Tom Hanks? The Green Mile. Uh, the Revenge. No, 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 the no. Green, no, no, not, not the, the Green, green mile. mile. It's Road to Perdition. Mm. Road to Perdition. Thank you, Papa. Thank You're you, welcome. Papa Hardy knows You're shit. Papa Nadi knows. This was something that captured that feel of that zeitgeist and carried out very well of the melodrama of 
immoral people who have been wronged and fallen to depravity and bring about this in this time of strife and perdition. And I think that this show, uh, despite not really being marketable to any different demographics, uh, carried itself well and as uh, carried by the momentum of its creators, as carried by the momentum of those dub actors, it did a very good job. And uh, it is one of those shows I would be happy to show to one of those non-anime watching relatives just to say, here, this is a Japanese cartoon. You want to watch this because it's good shit that deals with tense drama and bloodshed. And I know you're down with that. That is all I have to say. It's a good show. Watch it regardless of whether or not it's tropey or not, with those voice actors really hit what that mark. What are you mark. talking about? Don't you remember the scene where Coltio falls into some woman's boobies? That's clearly something coming up. You were trash, sir. And that is all I have to say about that. <laughs> Gentle, Kiss my gentlemen, ass. Gentlemen, gentlemen, do calm bet. down. Do calm down. Mr. Roots, what were your final comments? Before I have to say my piece. <clears throat> I mean, Godfather, it's not... Goodfellas, it's not. But, you know, it does well enough as a mafia-based show. I, fe I feel it's a little... <clears throat> Dubbed solid. It maintains the illusion of authenticity just enough that you don't feel taken out. And overall, I think it's <clears throat> one of the better shows of last season. That is interesting. Now, if I may see say my own piece... Of course. Sure, proceed. Papa. This is the kind of show that American studios need to be looking at in order for anime-inspired films. We don't need to be looking at Akira. We don't need to be looking at Ghost in the Shell. We need to be looking at shows that appeal to more Western audiences. We need to be looking at shows like Black Lagoon. Shows like Gunsmith Cats. Shows. And shows like 91 Days that would appeal to more Western audiences to show that movies based on anime, or rather, Western movies based on anime series or manga series, do not necessarily have to be trash. Like Dragon Ball Evolution. What the hell was that? I it was an atrocity. I it was, uh, it was a, a fucking atrocity. Calling it a monstrosity is giving it too much credit. Or Fair enough. We, this type of show would be an excellent way to introduce more Western audiences into the Japanese animation spectrum. And for that, I can appreciate it. I agree. And as far as the dub is concerned, it's a solid work. It rules off well. There's some issues with the script. There's some issues with some of the more natural sounding cast. But overall, I would give this dub one wish. Anything it wanted on the day of my daughter's wedding. And that is my that is my final say. Capiche. Fucking amen. Fucking amen. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Bravo. Well done. Well fucking said, my good sir. Well fucking said. Yeah, damn right, well fucking said. Now then, if all of you want to be watching 91 Days, you can find it legally subtitled. 
in its original Japanese on Crunchyroll. That's about... <clears throat> I believe it's about seven bucks a month. Sixty bucks a year. And if you want it dubbed, by the time this episode goes live, it'll probably be available in its entirety on Funimation.com. But if you would want to watch it without paying, you do not, unlike us in the legitimate business, you do not have to result to illegal means. You can watch it legally, streaming for free, with subtitles, on Crunchyroll, with a free account. Because... Uh, we I are believe. legitimate businessmen now, aren't we all, gentlemen? And I believe even the dub will be in available. In time, in due time. For free. But like all things, in due time, you can have a free account. You just have to sit through some of the sub, some of the commercials, so to speak. But you know what? It is a price to pay. Right, right. So to, you get there's a price to pay. But if you don't want to pay your price, it is a price to pay for paying the price or not paying the price. Point I'm making is that I'm getting a little jumbled up here. You can watch the ads, or you can pay the price and get rid of the ads for a small fee, fast and free. But you know what? You know what you don't do? And so help me if I find out you, you're watching the anime if you kiss Let me away. put it to you this way. Take it away, Don. Those who watch... To illegal streaming sites such as Kiss Anime. I hope you're ready to get really familiar with what your brains smell like. With the color of what they look like. Because let's be honest. You're gonna be seeing them up close and personal real fucking soon. Ask me, ask me. I'll give that chum a pair of playing cards, shove them in some cement, let them sleep with the fishes. Uncle oh, Maple, way, what would you do? There's a new service. Uncle Maple, what would you do to the users of Kiss Anime? What would I do? What would you do? Well, I cannot really say that in an appropriate and family-friendly regard. But I would first of all remind them that Kiss Anime profiteers off of the hard-earned labor of Japanese businessmen who do their damnedest to keep their pissant little small corner industry afloat. And I would remind them that legitimate businessmen do not appreciate shit heels stepping in on their territory. And then I would show them exactly what happens when you piss off one of those legitimate businessmen. And then I would pull out the pliers, and then I would pull out the wrenches, and hey, then hey, I would hey, pull hey, out hey, hey, the hey. sharp knives, and I would fuck them, and fuck them, and fuck them hey. in the ass like a Hatsune Miku body pillow just to show them how much they are fucking worth the fucking worthless scumbags. They are fucking worthless <laughs> and they should not fuck with legitimate fuck. anime businessmen and, and legitimate studios who work their fingers to the bone to produce legitimate pieces of art to entertain the fucking worthless asses and I will fuck <laughs> them I will fuck them raw if they dare enough with the good Very people who produce shows now, there's like one more service days. I forgot to mention. And that is all I have to Got say. Got a newbie in the game. Oh, really? That is all I have to say to those fucking... It's a combination fucking of animation. Maple, Maple. Who would fuck with the people... Uncle Maple, who made please. It's a combination 
of Funimation so you motherfuckers now available who are watching this anime right now close your fucking internet browsers close out you fucking pieces of shit <laughs> open up again go to Crunchyroll and stream that shit they call it buy the fucking DVDs and then we are fucking straight and I will not visit you in the middle of the night and fuck you in the eye hole with a screwdriver. You wanna fucking stand me? You fucking trash. Okay, you done? Understand? Okay. You done, buddy? Okay. Good. You done? Uncle Mabel, Uncle Mabel, okay. Uncle Mabel. I'm clear. We're gonna send okay. you off to the country okay. for a few okay. weeks. Okay. Fucking bottle, and we're done. Thank God. Mm. So VRV, it's a new service <clears throat> introduced by Auto Media. You can get Crunchyroll, you can get Funimation, you can get stuff like Geek and Sundry, Nerdist, and a Rush bunch of other stations for 10 bucks a month. Uh, Rift Tracks isn't part of the main package, you can get that extra for 6 bucks a month. Okay, point, point being, there are multiple ways to watch it. But, yeah. Or if you want to watch something terrible, yeah, you can get there's... Rooster Teeth. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well played, sir. Well played. God. Shut your pie hole, my good buddy. Anyways. Yeah. But yeah, ten bucks a month. It's on. It's only available through your web browser and Xbox One for right now. But additional services will be announced later, and maybe there will be more by the time this episode comes out. So do look it up. Uh, Viv.com. Anyways, I think this family meeting can be wrapped up. Well played, sir. Yeah. Well played. And now it's time. I commend for you for your decisions, and I bid you a good night. And I hope you watch anime through legitimate channels, so we don't have to fuck you in the ass, like poor Mr. Weeb learned when he crossed me. Now, and had Hatsune Miku fucked in the now, ass. Now, Mr. Sneeves, Mr. Sneeves, where can these filthy weeaboos find you so as to not cross your path? I exist on the internet through multiple identities, and the one you can most commonly find me at is at Uncle Azrael, Uniform Nero Charlie, Lima Echo, Alpha Sierra Romeo India Echo Lima on Twitter. And you will have a fine fucking time tweeting with me, and we can talk about all sorts of things like waifus. And being fucking We should yes. probably mention that he's and drunk right time. now, people. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. And peanut right. butter. <clears throat> Uncle Maple of Canada, Uncle Sneebs, Uncle Azrael is out. Good night. Good night, sweet prince. Anyways, you can find me on Twitter at Mangaman9000 under the Classy Spartan uh, banner. And I'm not doing much as of late, but... I'm mostly just doing this lately. It's been super fun watching anime, dealing with my own stuff, and trying to survive. As far as I'm concerned, you can find me at Spaceman Hardy on Twitter. That's at Spaceman Hardy for you Neanderthals who couldn't figure it out. I do basically nothing but dub talk these days, although you can still follow me on Twitter for the occasional goat picture or Final Fantasy VII rant, or rant against Antiplex, or whatever your heart desires. And you can find me on Twitter at Roots of Justice. 
I mostly just post charts, pug pictures, and assorted other. Pug life. I. <laughs> pug life. Anyway, I got a blog, and I have plans for that blog. Stay tuned. And that is what. Because it's going to be some pretty cool and stuff. And that is. Oh, and that is at um, Roots of Justice Anime Time Blog Show. WordPress.com. And I do believe, gentlemen, that our business has ended. Yep. <laughs> I think we are good to to call this meeting adjourned, and thank you all for watching this very, very interesting meeting of us families. And just remember, when you come to us for a favor, do note in due time, we will ask a favor of you. Thank you very Otaku much. Otaku on, my friends. Otaku on. For Thank you very much. For Thank you very much indeed. And we appreciate your subscriptions. Please donate to the Dub Talk Patreon if that still exists. Do we have a Patreon? And we do not have a Patreon. We do now. We do now, motherfuckers. So thank you all very much for your time and dedication towards this. And we wish you all a pleasant evening. Otaku thank you. On. And keep it manly.